people always ask about ovarian cancer screening. Yeah. So there's not really a great way to mm -hmm. screen for ovarian cancer. Okay. Um, it's that's why they call it the silent killer because mm -hmm. there's there's typically no signs until it's very advanced, which is spotting, mm -hmm. cramping, bowel changes are the are the big ones to be on the lookout for. But when you go for a pap smear and you have any family history of ovarian cancer, they can ultrasound your, your ovaries. That's one way they can do it. Mm -hmm. um, so just like when you're very early pregnant, mm -hmm. same kind of ultrasound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they, all, they are supposed to, during a pap smear, feel yep. your ovaries just to see if there's any changes. But it might be worth um, asking about us called a CA-125, and it's a blood test. Okay. The first one is basically worthless because it just gets a baseline. Yep. Okay. So I would say in your early 30s, maybe get some time a CA-125 just to get a baseline. Mm -hmm. And every year when you go for your pap smear, just ask, can we do another CA-125? And they can tell from change, like a big jump that in the CA-125. That's a really, that's really good. It, and nobody know. knows about no, it. No, which is insane. How did you find out about that then? So it's, it's pretty common for people with the gene to be told about it. Okay. Um, and I don't know why it's not, I, again, I don't think the test tells you, well, it doesn't tell you anything the first time. Sure, but like you said, the baseline will show but you if anything's changing. it's still something that you can, it's a tool yeah. at your disposal. Absolutely. Um, so again, it's called a CA-125. Okay. And I don't know exactly what it measures, but it's just a blood test. So before I got my hysterectomy, I was getting that done, I think, every six months. Mm -hmm. um, it's just wow. another option. Yeah, for sure. No, good to know. Awesome. Because like you said, it's not talked about. Right. No. A lot of people ask me, just in my general journey, how my husband felt about this. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. um, I had spectacular boobs before I had my surgery done. Mine so, were all right. <laughs> Well, this is how I know there's a difference between a, a boob job and a mastectomy because I, I had had implants before I oh, got okay. it done. Um, and they're very different. Oh yeah, they're very different. Yeah. Uh, uh, but his mother died of breast cancer four years. Well, she had breast cancer and she died of metastasized lung cancer. Mm -hmm. um, they said it was a completely different cancer. Okay. Don't know if I buy that. Right. But it was in such a similar area. Mm -hmm. um, and then his sister had breast cancer a few years ago in her mid 40s. Mm -hmm. So, and no genetic no genetic marker in that family that we know of. Okay. Um, so, was my husband on board for this? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Mark's mom and he's going to kill me. It was either ovarian cancer or cervical cancer. I can't remember which. Died of that. Mm. And so and I think my surgery was shortly after that, but he was 100% on board. And I don't know if you saw any of, us, of the stuff that we talked about, but when I went in for my consultation, because I had the BRCA testing, I went to the oncologist, my doctor wanted them out. I went to the plastic surgeon, and that's where he said, there's so much breast tissue in your nipple, if you were my wife, it would all be gone. And I decided then, well, I'm not doing that. Right. Like, I recently married, right. under five years, I'm not doing that. Right. And I called and Mark was like, what is the question? Like, we're talking about your life. 
or your boobs. Right. And if we're doing this, let's do it. Let's right. get it all out. That's when I knew I had a good yeah. one. I mean, a little bit before that, I guess. Right. <laughs> but to have that support. Right. Oh, for you sure. Know, I mean, I was, huge. I was worried enough and I got to keep my nipples. Right. I just didn't. They said, if you do get cancer there, it'll be very easy to feel. Right. Um, and, you know, we make a game of it. Yeah. You <laughs> to know help, so help check everything is out. All the different doctors and opinions. And over time, granted, mine was 14 years ago. Yours was seven years ago. Um, my friend Laura, I've got five friends now, but let's use Laura as an example, is going through it right now. Right. They just did a lumpectomy. Right. Uh, my sister-in-law, thing. And I go, What? But that's what her doctor's recommending. That's right. what works for her. She had a reduction. Jody, mm -hmm. or not Jody, Jenny mm -hmm. had a reduction. And in my brain, I go, no breast tissue, no risk. Right. Breast tissue, risk. Right. But that's what they're recommending now. And back when I did it, it was get everything out right. gone. You know, so there's just so many different ways to approach it. And you've right. got to do what's best for you. Again, Right. what's best for you, right. not what's best for someone else. Absolutely crazy mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing but oh, yeah. it's, an, it's such an important thing it is it and, is and and you can't bury your head in sand about no. it I have people who oh well even I think Stephanie on your thing or no Lisa was saying well she had never had yeah her boobs checked several people have never had mammograms and I, that came this is my first ultrasound and I went right, like you can you doing this to. since I was 30 right you yeah have to, and you yeah. have to the recommendations might even be older than you are, but if you, if it's a worry, concern for you, yeah, make it happen. Well, who's yeah. setting the recommendations? Colleen and I talked, and we haven't aired this episode yet, but your insurance company said, well, you can do it every other year now. Yeah, the mammograms. Can I now? Yeah. Who decides that? Right. No, I'm going to decide when and what is going to be checked on my body, because insurance might want me to do it over here but cancer does not care what my insurance Absolutely. wants well and and I, I need to know what's going and on and i think with pap smears too they're they're bumped out to once in every five years now which is insane yeah i'm not doing that yeah just do it i'll pay out of pocket as well. right but it, it's like well who what do they where do they sit and they have meetings and go okay well let's look at what data are you looking at and what right. but that's when all the conspiracy theorists yeah. come out yeah. and go because well then they make more money when you get sick yeah and I'm not saying I do or don't agree with that, but right. I totally get where they're coming there's, from. There's right. reasons why people have doubt about it. Yeah, it sure. makes sense. It's yeah. a struggle, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So you got to do what's best for you. Right. Right. When is your surgery? You're getting redone. So, yep, I'll explain what happened there. Um, <laughs> my first reconstruction, they put my implants under the muscles, and that was pretty typical at the time I had them done because mm. since you don't have any breast tissue, having an implant right under your skin is there's not very much there mm -hmm. so they would look more natural under the muscle um, for me it's always been I've, I've always had a lot of discomfort from it because mm -hmm. I'm so active and I mm -hmm. use my chest muscles so much I used to do CrossFit and I can't do push-ups I can't do pull-up really yeah. anything that I use my chest muscles um, and I have really bad animation deformity like mm -hmm. we said so if I'm on the beach and I just go to get up, it looks yeah, terrible. Weird. And I've always been really self-conscious about yep. that. So I checked in with my plastic surgeon, who um, was like, well, it's funny that you came in because now we're doing 85% of them over the muscle. Wow. For those very reasons, they have a collagen matrix that they use now over top of the implant. So you have a thicker, basically like another layer of skin 
under your skin that holds the implant down. So there will be no more. I think more... I need to talk to your guy. My guy didn't say anything because I'm supposed to get these redone in November. You're what, the first November week? November the 8th. And yeah. I'm the 17th. Yeah. And I'm seriously considering backing out of it. I keep saying I'm not going to do it, but I have some breast tissue that they left. Right. And I want it out. Right. So, yeah, I might it's need to right, yeah. It. Well, I think taking stories like yours, mm -hmm. like mine, Jenny, Jody, Laura, all the women that we've spoken to mm -hmm. and sharing it on a platform like this is going to help someone. We may yes. not even ever know right. that it helped them because not everybody comments. Not everybody is subscribed. They might just see it and be like, God, I needed to hear that. Well, again. and the beauty of social media too and like YouTube, like I don't see YouTube going anywhere anytime soon. Right. So five years from now. Yeah. Somebody could be clicking and going, you know, I'm, I'm going through this. Oh, let me look at this. Yeah. And you say something or you say something that resonates with them and they needed it at that time. Yeah. So it's not even just now. Yeah. Do you ever feel a little bit like you cheated by doing what you did? Every once in a while, I have a problem with this word. Okay. And I feel like it takes away from the survivors. Do you ever have that? You know, feeling. for me personally, I don't, but I also have a little thorn in my side because I feel cheated. My mother was stolen from me when I was 13. Right. So I'm not in competition with anybody. I am all about warriors and survivors and pre-vivors and, and family members who have lost people. I'm for everybody. Um, but for me, no, I don't feel like I cheated. I feel like... I did this for me, and I more more importantly than that, for my kids. For your family. Because they were little. Granted, they're older now, but the what if for me was too big. Right. Yeah. I've, but I, I totally get where you yeah, feel Yeah, like occasionally, I, I, I think I posted in the thing I said yesterday something about I, I took the easy way out. Mm. And Kathy, you know Kathy Hines? She said, are you crazy? Right. There's nothing easy about what you did. You the easy way out. You mm -hmm. I always think, you know, I could have been one of the ones that never got it. Sure. And I struggle with that a lot. Yeah. Like, and that's, know, that's yeah. valid. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? And so sometimes it feels a little like I shouldn't celebrate what I did. Hmm. And I need to celebrate the survivors and just downplay. I, it's important to get out there what what I did prophylactically. Yeah. No, I think it's valid mm -hmm. for you to feel that, but I think it's also fair to say you need to let that go. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're not in competition with anyone. You did what you did for yourself, for your family, mm -hmm. and and it's not about being better than. And or I am cheating. proud of it. You I'm should proud. be. You should be, and you're you're probably going to help somebody else make that decision, mm -hmm. or that's already going through it. So. It's, it's valid for you to feel like that, but as, as my new friend, mm -hmm. get the hell over yourself. No, no, you made the right call and you did the right thing for you and, and mm -hmm. it wasn't an easy decision. And right. nothing about surgery or recovery or any of the stuff that you, you had to go yeah. through with those decisions was easy. Right. It's just what worked for you. Well, and statistically, did you say it was like 80, 85% probability that you could you could have yeah, my yeah. that's that is, that is yeah, a and lot ovarian was 60 something percent. yeah yeah i mean those are those are high percentages yeah. you know i, I mean but you bring biggest. up a really gambling with my life yeah interesting perspective so i'm glad you shared that yeah. because that's not something i just i always sort of wonder if that's how survivors see it and sure 
And I'm sure some do. Right. But just like the raven or the crow. Right. Like, lucky you. Look, lucky you. You got to make sure. that choice. But, yeah. Okay, so then I look at people that got a lumpectomy in the 80s. How are you still alive and my mom's not? Right. Am right. I mad at you for right. that? Right. No, I'm a little jaded over it, but then I get over myself. Thank right. God you're alive. Right. Right. I don't know why my mom's not. I don't know. Right. But her story is not her story. I say it all the time to the women here at the barn. You're not in competition with anyone at this barn. You're in competition with the horsewoman that you were yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not about what she does with her horse right. or what she did over here. It's about you. Comparison mm-hmm. is the killer of joy. Yes. We are joyful women yes. most days. Always. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm glad you shared that though. I'm sure yes. you're not the only one that struggles with it, honestly. Yes. Honestly. Seriously, if you're watching this right now, you please comment and tell her she's not alone because <laughs> I know, I know that you're not. Right. Yeah. Like I know that you're not. There's too many of us that struggle with these insecurities and these feelings of doubt and fear and, and shame and, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And for and you to be it, vulnerable and share that. It feels though. good yeah. to say it yeah. to somebody. But I wish that there was more I wish we had more. Yeah spokespeople absolutely well you know what though Mm -hmm. how many people would look at you and say well it makes sense for her to have a double mastectomy she's BRCA1 positive what a cheater she is Mm. I'm not BRCA1 positive so if if we're going to compare which we're not going to (laughs) do you've got a far more valid claim in in the haters eyes than I would right so think about that next time you're doubting yourself you know it's it's about your personal journey just like mine is about my personal journey right that's true you know yeah all good stuff, lady. Yeah. Really I'm good. I'm so glad you came. It's fun, I know. Yeah. I know, right? I really could talk all day. So oh, please. Well, you just have to come back. If I get up, I have to feed horses. <laughs> I'm so cozy. No, this is a nice I little note. Down. I know. Yeah. It's great. All right, well, I'm going to go feed horses. You go okay. back to your family. They're not home. Oh, that's right. I'm all by I'm myself. going home with her. Can you feed the horses? <laughs> We're going to have some adult beverages. <laughs> yeah.